welcome to another episode of Vanity Health. Uh, today we have two guests uh, who have come to start up Orion RLT, which stands for Red Light Therapy. Uh, first, we have Clarence, who graduated from UBC with a Bachelor's of Kinesiology, has a Diploma in Sports Science from Douglas College, and graduated with a Diploma in General Business Studies from Qualman. He's a certified personal trainer through the American College of Sports Medicine and a certified strength and conditioning specialist through the National Strength and Conditioning Association, NSCA, as, as we'll say from now on. Uh, and he was a former first aid instructor for UBC, former intern strength and conditioning coach at UBC's varsity weight room and the Better Bodies Club. And right now he's working as an SNC coach at Saltus Athletic Academy and at the Richmond Olympic Field Bowl. I also wanted to highlight how he's the regional SNC coach for the Canadian wheelchair rugby team, which I found was super cool. <laughs> and we also have Matt. He's also a UBC graduate uh, with a Bachelor's of Kinesiology and a Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist through the uh, NSCA, and a Functional Range Conditioning Mobility Specialist and a Kinesiologist. During his time at UBC, he volunteered at Kids Physio Group, was an event planner for the BC Powerlifting Association, event coordinator for the Kinesiology Undergraduate Society or the KUS, a student coach at the UBC Varsity Rate Room, a coach at Jump Gymnastics, and an SNC intern coach at the Richmond Olympic Oval. And right now, he's a kinesiologist and SNC coach at Innovative Fitness. He's also an avid photographer, so he's available as a freelancer, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yep, yep. Great, that's your plug. <laughs> Great, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming. Hey, thanks for thanks having us. Great. Yeah. So, starting with Clarence. Aside from Orion RLT, are you looking to stay full-time as an SNC coach? Man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it, like, I want to say yes for now, yeah. but you know that could, that could very well change. Sure. You know, depending on how uh, Orion goes, depending on what opportunities come my way. So I'm gonna say yes for now, but it'll depend on. You know, I'm gonna play the cards as they're given sure. to me. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. No. Honestly, a lot of people starting up anything mm. will end up keeping their full-time career until they get some more traction on that side project, side hustle. For sure. And then I'm sure you've heard a lot of you know success stories of you know I'm gonna quit my day job, gonna go full-time, then it just blows up. And, and yeah, yeah. I think one of the biggest takeaways from books that I read called Drive by Daniel Pink is you know once you have those three things working for you, autonomy, purpose, and mastery, yeah. all in one place, that's when you're really driven to do your best work. And it seems like your purpose is really at Orion LT, at least for now. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it'll be cool to see uh, how that goes. For sure. All right, Matt, same goes to you. Even though you're working at Orion, you're still an SNC coach. Are you still interested in going into the physio realm? Physio has been in the back of my mind for a long time, gotcha. ever since uh, studying at, at UBC. Yeah. In the past few years, since working at Innovative Fitness as a kinesiologist, yeah. um, working with injured clients, I've I've still had a lot. I've still had a lot of interest in in physio. But to be completely honest, I haven't gone to school this year. So I applied this year. Recently heard back, didn't make it in. So now I'm exploring other options because I do still have a passion for the rehabilitation side. So currently, I'm looking into osteopathy. Okay. So that's cool. probably something that's not very uh, well known in yeah. Vancouver. It's something that I kind of came across. Uh, a few years ago with someone, a uh, recent alumni, he helped me with my lower back injury. Yep. So I've su suffered some of those. And so I was kind of just open-minded gotcha. at the time. And that's how I found out about osteopathy. Really cool. What is osteopathy? It's still something I'm trying to figure out, but okay. from my understanding, it's a more holistic approach to okay. therapy. Whereas physical therapy is more about right. like 
typically it's about more muscular and gotcha. how you move. Cairo traditionally is how you know the spine is related right. to your movement, and so osteopathy is just a little bit different. They right. they kind of look more, I guess, like the cranial side, the visceral side of things. So that's that would be like traditionally the difference. Yep. But based off what I've been learning from talking to a lot of different therapists, a good therapist at the end of the day is someone who combines those different elements, not sticking to one and just being able to have people skills. Sure, great. And uh, Clarence, how was the sports science program at Douglas? Oh, it was good. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> you know, that's where. Well, Matt and I didn't actually meet at Douglas, but we graduated from the same program okay. and, we, and we transferred to UBC gotcha. at the same time. But we we didn't actually know each other then. But no, Douglas is awesome, man. Cool. And, and I think the the biggest thing, you know, were the class sizes, yeah. right? The the smaller class sizes. Uh, anywhere from like 20 to 30, gotcha. 40, 40 max. You actually know your professors. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just professors, but uh, you know, a lot of small group work gotcha. and whatnot. So that, that was really cool. You know, and you know, trans- transitioning to UBC, it was, you know, uh, like a big change, right? right? Going from a class of 30 to a class of a hundred plus. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was really big. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Did you say there's any experience you got from Douglas that has helped you in your career today? Yeah, for sure. I mean, mo- like most directly, Douglas got me to UBC right. and then I got my degree. And then so I used that degree to help me get a few jobs today. Right. So that's the most, I would say, direct way. But I think at Douglas, you know, some of the basic skills were, you know, uh, you know, teamwork, communication, things like that. Things that would help with any career, really. Right. right? So now we're going to transition into your guys' time at UBC. So Matt, going back to your time as an undergrad, how did you become an event planner with the BC Powerlifting Association? I would have to provide some background okay. uh, information. So about back in 2014, I started competing in powerlifting, did it competitively and made it to provincials, qualified for nationals, but just at the time didn't feel right for me to go. So moving forward from that, I kind of wanted to kind of just give back and get involved with the more behind the scenes side, understanding how meets actually run. So that's how I got involved with being an event planner. And so we organized weekly meetings and we came together to plan for a Commonwealth Games. So be tons and tons of high level athletes, high level powerlifters from Canada, United Kingdom, like all the Commonwealth nations. So that was in and of itself was just interesting. I personally found myself more so kind of watching and observing yeah. the meetings because sure. I was kind of just this new person in the scene, in the room, just trying to understand like, oh, there's all these sponsorships, yeah. all this money side. I think where I was most involved yeah. was like the logistics sides mm-hmm. of it. But that was how I got involved. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Great. And how was your experience with the KUS? It was good. Okay. It was really good. I really enjoyed that. There were tons and tons of opportunities yeah. within kinesiology at UBC. So yeah, I took on many roles within the KUS, videographer, photographer. What do you think your biggest takeaway was? I'd say biggest takeaway was being kind of a manager because gotcha. I was an event coordinator managing yeah. a team. And so understanding how to essentially deal with people. Yeah and how to interact with people and, gotcha. and meet deadlines or yeah. keeping others accountable. Gotcha. Those would be the biggest take- takeaways. And do you think your network that you gained out of the chaos is still 
present and, and valuable today? I think so. Great. Gotcha. So, Clarence, I'll throw it back to you uh, and your time at UBC. How did you get your position at the UBC Varsity Great Room? I was talking to a you know a few buddies, yep. right, and they mentioned that they were uh, volunteering or interning right. at the uh, UBC weight room, and something that kind of you know appealed to me right away. So I did a little bit of research, asked around, I was like, okay, how you know how do I be a part of this? Yep. So, and then essentially one day I just walked into the weight room, you know, with my resume and cover letter, no and, way, really? and, and I just think like physical copy. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that goes a long way, man. Okay. I, you know, I wanted the coaches there to put a, a face to my name, right? Rather yeah. than rather than just email, right? I think I have a much higher success rate if I walk in physically, right? Huh. And uh, I think that will set me apart from yeah. you know others. So I met with uh, Lisa, who was the assistant strength and conditioning coach at the time. Okay. We had a bit of an informal interview. And, and then, yeah, we went from there. I started shadowing, interning for uh, that one semester. Gotcha. And yeah, it was awesome. You know, right. What team yeah. did you work with? I worked with a bit of the rugby team, baseball, oh. swim team, golf. Track like yeah, yeah. So pretty much, field, so pretty yeah. much, yeah, I would just go in there during cer certain hours. And whatever teams that were there, I would help them out, shadow. Right. Things like, yeah. What your biggest takeaway was working there? Before that, you know, I was trained like a meathead, yeah. right? like like you know, <laughs> typical typical yeah. bodybuilder. You know what okay. I mean? Bench. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So before, yeah, yeah. And so the biggest takeaway was really kind of understanding, you know, strength and what strength and conditioning really is, yeah. right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I would say that was so that. What is strength and conditioning? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like I don't know how to, if I could put that in a sentence, but from an SNC coach standpoint, you know, my job is to try and improve athletic performance while decreasing the chances of injury. Great. You know, through strength and conditioning training. Perfect. Yeah, so that's that, that's kind of like what I would say is SNC, and that's kind of like my role as a coach. Gotcha. Yeah. And Matt, do you think that's everything? What he said kind of was similar for you. About strength and conditioning? Strength and conditioning, yeah. More or less, yes. Okay, gotcha. Did you also walk into the weight room with... I honestly don't remember <laughs> if I did it that way. Okay, I yeah. feel like I probably went for the standard email. Gotcha. And then I also got like an informal cool. interview with Lisa. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Great. And then you also volunteered for Kids Physio Group. So what did you do there? Mm -hmm. That kind of ties in with the role as a coach, gymnastics coach with Jump Gymnastics. Okay because they were in the same building. They're like partnered together. So how I got involved was basically just talking, casual conversations with all the physiotherapists um, in, in that organization. And because naturally I was in kin, I thought, you know, maybe this would be a good opportunity mm -hmm. to just shadow and see what it's like as gotcha. a, a physio. So that's how I got into their doors and they were very, very open-minded about it. So that was very... Gotcha. What were the age of the, of, of the groups that you're working with? For kids physio group, yeah. they're pediatric. Yeah. So they kind of range from babies. I don't know how, how young. Yeah. Maybe six months, okay. maybe earlier. Gotcha. I don't think earlier though. Yeah. Six months all the way up to 18, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> like 18 years old. 18 years old. Gotcha. Yeah. Really cool. And, and what do you think was your biggest takeaway as a student working at kids physio group and that? In, uh, SNC intern and coaching at Jump. I'd say at the time, so with SNC interning SNC at UBC, at the time, like like Clarence, I was training like a meathead, right. like powerlifting. Yeah. So I was not very 
exposed to different styles of training. So gotcha. really, my takeaway from SNC at the time was understanding that there's more than just one style of training, more yeah. than just powerlifting. There's conditioning. There's all this different aspect to athleticism. So that was my biggest takeaway from SNC. In terms of working at jump gymnastics, my biggest takeaway was understanding how to communicate with athletes and understanding how to, how to manage team dynamics. Okay. So at jump, their uh, age group was six months to eight years. And if you can sort of imagine, sometimes you get different types of personalities. And so understanding how to sometimes assert yourself as an authority, sometimes being able to connect with them, that's part of the role as a, as a coach there. And then also being able to somehow meet you know, parents' expectations or, and not make them feel like their kid's not developing yeah. well or giving them reassurance. And then shadowing with uh, kids' physio is, is seeing that, I think my biggest takeaway with them over there is realizing that there's more than what I thought a physio would do. And like, like you, it's like seeing, watching physios work with babies was very eye-opening for, for me. A lot of it was about just having, I think, having fun, making gotcha. it fun for them. But then like sprinkling in, you know, little actual physio <laughs> yeah. work or homework. So that has been super cool. That's be really creative on how yeah. we're able to help, you know, such a young age demographic. But, you know, it definitely seems like a lot of different experiences mm -hmm. brought you knowledge of like what you like and don't like, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Out of all of those different fields, which is pretty, pretty cool. And Clarence, so how did you find yourself working as an SNC coach at Better Bodies Club? Uh, very different from uh, UBC, yeah. <clears throat> more so because it was a one-on-one -on -one okay. or private training, yeah. whereas at UBC it was more group or team training. Right. Not saying that one one is better than the other. I really think that uh, they actually complement each other, right? Sure. Working And I was working more with the general population at Better Bodies. Yeah, no, amazing experience. I was there for about uh, two years. I had some great mentors there, still still connect with them to this day. Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't really know what I wanted to do after I graduated. I, I didn't know whether I wanted to commit to, you know, physio or something right. in in the healthcare industry or whether I wanted to be, uh, an, you know, an SSC coach full time. But I knew I had to, like, get experience and I knew that I, I liked training. Right. I thought and I knew that I was OK at lifting weights and I wanted to work with people. So, gotcha. yeah, I ended up applying to a bunch of gyms in Vancouver. And it wasn't so much about the pay for me, right? Uh, but I wanted to, it was more about the environment. Right. So I wanted to surround myself around uh, good people, essentially. You know, I wanted to learn from, you know, the best trainers. And uh, yeah, Better Bodies really fulfilled that. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and what experience there helped you get to your position at Salta Athletic Academy and the Richmond Oval? So the Richmond Oval came first. I met, it was really through connections, you know, gotcha. yeah, a lot of connections. So I met Coach Alex Jack at Better Bodies. And he mentioned that he was a strength coach at the Oval. And again, I, I miss that uh, that team aspect. Yeah. I really miss that that environment and that kind of atmosphere. That's similar to the UBC. So then I asked um, Alex, I was like, hey man, can you connect me with uh, you know, the head coach, yeah. uh, Matt Fisher, amazing guy uh, at the Oval. And you know, he sent an email. Again, I didn't really hear back. 
And then so similar to UBC, I, I went in person to the no old. <laughs> yeah, man, dude, <laughs> dude. And, and yeah, I have a bit of a track record doing it. I did this when I was a lifeguard too, right? To That's get a job. Amazing. So yeah, I printed out my uh, resume cover letter, you know, got dressed up. And, you know, I just did this by chance too, right? I didn't know whether Matt Fisher was going to be there. Yeah. Right. So I just went to the Oval hoping that he would be there. Yeah. So I went to the Oval went to the high performance center, it was locked, no one was in there. I was like, oh man. <laughs> so then I went to the front desk and I asked, I was like, is, is Matt Fisher here? And then the, the person there was like, uh, do you have an appointment with him? And I'm like, no, maybe. <laughs> I told him, you know, I just went straight yeah. out, like, uh, you know, I'm looking for an internship or volunteer experience. And so the guy at the front desk tried to call Matt. Yeah. And I didn't pick up. So I was like, oh man, I drove all the way out here. You know, I took the day off to try. No, but, yeah. and then, and then, I almost went home, right? I almost went back to the, the parking lot to my yeah. car. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to walk to the high performance center one more time, check it out. He was in there. <laughs> he was in there. And, um, and uh, yeah, he took the time out of his day. We had an informal interview. And I ended up shadowing there for the summer. Cool. And was offered an interview at the end of the summer. And, and yeah, it's been, it's been awesome working there. Yeah. You know, sometimes if you really want something, you just have to go out there and oh, take it. Oh, for sure, man. And I've always kind of had that mentality, right? Yeah, I don't really wait for things to happen, but I try to make it happen myself. I so rarely hear stories like that. Really? Not only just <laughs> happening, but also working. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, for, for everyone listening to this, like, as a student, that's, like, the mentality that you have to have yeah. if you really want to pursue a certain field or a certain position. Absolutely. Really Absolutely. Um, how do you become an NCSA certified strength and conditioning specialist? So the steps to going to be a strength conditioning specialist with the NSCA is first going to the website and right. understanding what it entails. What does that certification entail? And then the process would be purchasing their textbook yeah. and then reading, you know, cover to end. Right. How, how big is that textbook? It's a pretty thick textbook. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you something funny after. <laughs> I'd say like for tips when yeah. you're trying to write the CSCS yeah. is to first book the test date so you can book within right. three months in advance. And that way you kind of have this deadline to meet mm. and then, you know, you're, you kind of have something light up in, behind you right. <laughs> to get going. So you're, it's very self motivated right. self-study and then there's lots of different tools out there to help you so that's basically how i did it if if, if i may add to that mm -hmm. you need a degree to okay. qualify for the cscs gotcha. yeah so you, not anyone can just book an exam you gotcha. need to have uh, or be in the process of graduating so okay. you can actually book your exam before you've graduated Okay. But given you provide them proof of your diploma gotcha. afterwards in order to receive your certification. Gotcha. So when you say in process of graduating, is that like a year before graduating or kind of like a first year? Plus? Yeah, I'm not, I can't remember exactly the details, okay. but if, if I, if I remember vaguely, I think you need to be in your last year okay. or in your senior year. Gotcha. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. And you said, you know, you might want to book it out three months in advance. Do you think it takes three months to prepare for it or could you like get it done like? Yeah. Hell, really? Oh yeah. <laughs> I th I, well, man, well, it also depends yeah. on where you're. It depends whether you've, if you're fresh out of university mm -hmm. or if you've been ten years out of university. Okay. Right. If you're fresh out of uh, kindergarten, then yeah. I think you're in a better position to okay. take a sooner. Is there a lot of overlapping content? Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There is. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's also a lot of content that that is that you will never remember. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. If you were to you know give advice to someone 
prepping for um, the certification, how long would you recommend to prepare for it? Man, if, if I'm gonna be honest, like. I didn't read the textbook. I didn't. Read, I bought the textbook no. and I didn't read one page. Really? But, you must but, have come but, in but what I did? Pretty fresh. Though. No, I was like a year and a half uh, out of uh, university, okay. right? And that's quite a long time, right? Like I dumped everything from, yeah. <laughs> from what I learned in, uh, at UBC, right? Are you actually uh, really smart? No, hell no, <laughs> hell no. But yeah. I downloaded every single app I could find on the okay. CSCS for for free questions. Okay. So I downloaded probably at least twelve different apps. And then what I did was a lot of them you had to pay for, or a lot of them would give you maybe like 10 questions and then they would say you have to pay for it. So then I would find the apps that gave me the most bang for my buck, like yeah. the most questions. And so I would just study thousands of practice questions uh -huh. and I would keep doing it until I pretty much had it memorized. And whatever question that I didn't get right, I would Google that subject area and you know. You wouldn't go to your textbook Nah, man, I, nah, that's too much. I got to go to the table of contents. I got to flip through the pages. Why, you know, you got Google and you just type in, you know, what's this, right? And then there were some things that were specific to the textbook that I had to, like certain NSCA guidelines that I had to uh, memorize. So yeah, I, I used the textbook for that. But honestly, uh, it's not necessary to, to buy a textbook, you know? Okay. But, but in terms yeah. of preparation time to prepare for it, uh, let's say you're just finishing up university. Yeah, yeah. In, in Kim. Two weeks to a couple months, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and how much does it cost, if you remember? Uh, I think it was like 500 or 600 bucks or something yeah. like that for the exam. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And um, what can you do with the certification? So if you're looking for a professional SNC coach position, okay. you know, with a school, with a professional team yeah. as such, maybe some gyms, CSAS is likely a minimum requirement, okay. right? So it's more for a screening process, gotcha. right? Rather than that, it all doesn't really do much else. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's just a credential really, right? right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know we were talking about this before, um, before this podcast, but what's the difference between the CSCS and you know getting your certified personal trainer, your CPT? Right. With the CPT, you don't need a degree. Okay. It's not as recognized, okay. right? So CPT stands for Certified Personal Trainer, yeah. right? It might not be as credible yeah. as a CSES if you're looking to be a strength and conditioning coach, gotcha. if, if that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. you, you have your personal trainers, you have your strength coaches, but really they're the same thing, right? right? You know, they're just the titles. But it, yeah, if you're looking for a higher level strength position, then yep. yeah, that CSES is probably a minimal requirement. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and I know you also became certified um, through the ACSM as a personal trainer. Right. So how do you, how do you, do, why did you do that? Yeah, right. Where you had your CSCS. Yep. I did that prior to the CSCS, okay. right? So gotcha. I did that while I was doing my, finishing up my degree. Okay. Right, so I, I don't think I was eligible to do the CSCS yet. Okay, um, but you could have done uh, the ACSM personal trainer. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. And so the reason I did that was to work as a personal trainer. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And one of my buddies said he took that and he recommended it. And I was like, okay, sure. Again, did the same thing as my CSES, downloaded a bunch of apps, gotcha. <laughs> and did practice questions, okay. and yeah. Gotcha, and how much did that one cost? I think that was significantly less, okay. 200 bucks. And would you say the preparation time for that one was also a little bit less? Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so once again, same thing, just kind of look online, potentially get a textbook or not, Yeah. Um, study for it, get the certificate, or write the exam, and then you get your certification. Yeah. Gotcha. And That's how right. long are these certifications valid for? Couple years. Okay, so you uh, just have to recertify. You have to with the CSCS. The unique thing about that certification is that you need continuing education units. Oh, okay. CEUs, right. meaning if you want to recertify, you can't just 
pay a fee. You actually need to attend seminars and such and submit those, right? So that's a really cool thing about CSES. It kind of keeps you accountable that way to stay on top of your, your field. Whereas with the CPT, I don't think it's as stringent. I think you just pay a recertification fee. Okay. Yeah. And would you recommend this to undergrads listening to this? Recommend the... ACSN personal trainer. Man, I recommend... With all, there's so many certifications out yeah. there. So many. And I recommend whatever certification that will get you the job. Which what do you and, think would be? Yeah, there are a few that are, might be a little more credible than others. ACSM being one of them, NSCA being another. But there's also CanFit Pro, InfoFit, BCRPA, right? So there are some gyms that might look at BCRPA more than, because that's more provincial based, right? So if you're applying for like a local community recreation center gym, they might consider, might like BCRPA more so than ACSM. Gotcha. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, certification is a certification, right. you know, like it's, it is, it means very little, you know. Kind of matters more what you've done. Exactly, your experience, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure, yeah. Ask for this specific podcast, was, which is better, the ACSM or the ACE certification? Mm-hmm. If you know what the ACE I know the AC. What, what I think is better? Yeah. Or does it, once again, does it really matter? It kind of depends on what you Yeah, do man, there, I, I don't want to say one is better than the other. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I don't think either is better than the other, right? I, again, going back to what I said earlier, whatever certification that's on the job description right. right that will help you get that job that position or whatever's cheaper honestly <laughs> whatever honestly whatever's honestly yeah 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 gotcha and man i also know you're, you're certified in uh, functional range conditioning mm-hmm. and mobility or just mobility uh mobility special gotcha. that's the name of the whole thing <laughs> so um, how did you even learn to know that certification and what what is it so i came across that a few summers ago when okay. I believe a friend of mine also happened to be in UBC and he told me about it and I just read the title and I was like, <laughs> huh, this sounds pretty cool. Cause I, cause at the time mobility, like right. my whole mindset was like, you know, laying down on a foam roller, right. stretching and because that was like a big part to help me, you know, perform well in powerlifting. Right. So I was looking for something to help me do better in powerlifting and something that also helped with injury prevention. And so I took that course kind of not knowing what it really was about, but two weeks prior to the course, they released all their lecture videos online. So I had a nice, uh, good understanding of what they were going to talk about. And so basically their whole philosophy entails around um, joint strengthening, understanding like the difference between like what they call passive stretching versus active stretching understanding what that is or how to expand ranges of motion, how that can limit someone. But I'd say that was probably a really, really good course. It's definitely influenced my philosophy of training heavily, even to the state. And especially when I'm working with, as a kinesiologist with, with people who are injured, I use, utilize a lot of their principles okay. with them. And when you say it kind of changes your, your approach, what do you mean by that? So I'd say like, Back then, like me training as a meathead yeah. would be do a couple dynamic stretching, right. you know, just get my, my heart rate going okay. and then just foam roll to feel good yeah. and then <laughs> jump in a squat rack, go into it. But nowadays I'm utilizing more of their approaches. So adding like 10 minutes before or 10 minutes at the end dedicated to mobility to improve my ranges of motion mm. to kind of talk about what the difference between like 
passive stretching or like active stretching is. So passive stretching is essentially you're kind of like holding a position or you're using a tool to make you feel great. And then you kind of temporarily gain that range of motion or you feel really good, but that only lasts for a certain amount of time. And then you kind of go back to where you were before. Whereas when you're actually doing active work, you're kind of honing that new range of motion and you can expand that range of motion and pretty much prolong your range of motion. And why that's important. So if I kind of talk about like people with back pain, a lot of times you can look at like someone's hip and realize, you know, that hip doesn't move properly. And if you can open up the hip a little more, help them move a little better, then they're likely to have decreased low back pain. Not saying that's yeah. the way to, to fix low back pain. <laughs> okay. That's just one aspect and one element. Gotcha. Yeah. So very clear that you've used it in your career. <laughs> but uh, in terms of you know just getting certification is a very standard of um, just looking it up online, trying to find an exam date. Mm-hmm. So for the FRC, it's a little different from the CSCS. Okay. So I believe it's around a thousand dollars US, um, and you just basically sign up for the course, mm-hmm. and then two weeks prior to the certification date you get released all the lecture videos and then on the day of it so it's typically a two-day seminar so you would attend the seminar their instructors would uh, lecture you on their whole system and what it's about and then at the end of it you would write an exam um it's more or less like a pass or fail like if you understood what you actually attended right and then you get your certification overall would you recommend it uh, to someone that wants to be an snc coach I would, have, I, would, I would recommend it. Okay. If you have the money. If you have the money. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. you know, if, if I may add something yeah. to the uh, personal training certifications mm-hmm. that I think is really important to point out, personal training certification should not, in my opinion, qualify you to be a personal trainer. Hmm. Just, a, just a certification itself, right? I know some people with zero certifications, right. okay? But they are some of the best coaches I've worked with, hmm. right? So what I'm trying to say is, you know, the more fancier certifications, acronyms you have after your name does not equate to a more qualified personal trainer, right? right? So that's why when people ask me, uh, you know, what certification sh- should I get for this and that? Yeah. I'm like, man, what I would actually recommend is using that money and go shadow under someone instead, right? I think that would probably be of much greater value right. for, for your time and money, right? I think that's very true in a lot of other fields. I know, you know coming from the business mm-hmm. you know, side of things, you can get tons of certifications yeah. online nowadays. Yeah. Um, some, you know, even from like Google and Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. their own professional certifications, they look really great. Yeah. But when you go into an interview and, and you're getting, you know, in some cases like stress interview or drilled on some of these certifications, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know how to answer their questions because even though they have the certifications, yeah. they actually haven't used it exactly. in any which way. Exactly. Um, so very interesting to hear that on, yeah. on, on, for, for personal training certifications yeah. as well. You know, even with the CSCS too, right? That doesn't qualify you to be a strength and conditioning specialist. Gotcha. Right? It's just something that job requirement or not part of yeah. They just kind of have listed as a yeah. recommended or yeah. we're looking for this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Very interesting. I, I actually thought you had to have one of those to actually personal train anyone in BC. Well, yeah, you should have a certification, right? right? And you're going to need insurance. Yeah. yeah but what, what I'm trying to say is you should have more than that. Gotcha. You should have, uh, yeah, experience, expertise, you know, yeah, or shadowing or interning, volunteering somewhere. Sure. Yeah. If I may also yeah. add, like, I totally agree with what Clarence was saying. Like, certification isn't like, something that should make you 
like the personal trainer. It's actually funny because a few weeks back, I had people reaching out to me asking um, for their friend because they wanted to get into personal training. And so I connected with them and he was asking me these questions about like, oh, which certification is the best, comparing this and this and this. And to be honest, I didn't know like half of the ones he mentioned. And I just straight up told them like, at the end of the day, just choose the one that, you know, covers your grounds, like right. covers your insurance and is affordable. Right. That's a big thing. And then the most important thing is getting experience. So I told him, go, go shadow, um, reach out to jobs and, and ask if he can just intern. And it's kind of funny, this kind of goes back to Richmond Oval because I took a few, I spent a few weeks or a couple months actually there shadowing and interning. Actually, Clarence got me in through nice. the doors to meet with <laughs> Matt Fisher. And when I first met, I was like, this guy is so cool. <laughs> I'm like, I want to be here. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got more involved with SNC and understanding what that role entails. It was a very different experience at Richmond Oval compared to UBC because at the Oval, I was more so understanding like, why were they doing this? Right. What are they doing this for? And understanding like, how do you actually convey yourself as a coach? So that's a lot of things. Now onto your current positions. Uh, Matt, how did you become a kinesiologist and an SNC coach at Innovative Fitness? Did you, was it like someone that you knew that you kind of networked in or did you just kind of like cold apply? Like why Innovative Fitness? I was working at Jump at the time and I was there for four years and I kind of had this urge to try something different. Right. I wanted, I felt like I wanted to work with a different population. And so I actually reached out to Clarence because at the time he was still at better bodies. And I was asking him like, what's the path to going into personal training and this whole new realm? And he actually, so his mentor used to work at Innovative Fitness. Gotcha. And so he connected me with him. And then that's how I got my footstep into the doors of Innovative Fitness. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So very clearly that the personal training realm, the network is very big. For sure. <laughs> Not only just getting clients, but also seems like getting positions too and you know help even helping other people get positions 100 mm -hmm. i mean that's how i got in the oval that's how i got a saltis gotcha. right yeah for sure i'm just working there at if uh what do you like and dislike about uh both the kin aspect and the snc aspect i'd say what i like a lot about kin is working with like the more injured population right. and in a way it gives me kind of like the glimpse of being like a therapist mm -hmm. like a physical therapist right. um, so that's what I really enjoy about it and the rehabilitation side being able to kind of just explain a lot more right. about their body and educating the client about why they're injured or how yeah. to, to fix it or how to make it better in terms of SNC what I really enjoy is just really just having fun like getting <laughs> getting people explosive or getting people athletic or if it's with general population is how to get them better at their daily activities how to get them more pain-free and Clarence how did you become an SNC coach at Saltus also through some <laughs> um, did you just go in there with your uh, cover letter? Like, well, this time time this time the owner reached out to me oh the, well, the flip <laughs> this time. Very interesting. so okay. so yeah and and that's because again the SNC world in right. in Vancouver is pretty you know you're going to know someone that's going to know someone yeah. right so and um, we all kind of follow each other on social media and um, so, so Sean is the owner of Saltis. He reached out to me and yeah, he asked if I wanted to be a part of Saltis. Gotcha. Met up and it looked like they're doing some really cool stuff there. And yeah, really great coaches there. So I saw it as an opportunity to uh, learn and grow. Right. 
and yeah, it's been it's been great. And right now, after having been in the field for for some time, uh, what do you think is the thing that you like the most about being a, an SNC coach? There's a moment, you know, the moment when you're working with a team, right. right, during a training session, right, and when everyone is completely focused and dialed in, right, and you're all working towards the same goal. You know, it's a very cool and special feeling. Right? Everyone's in this, you know, the zone, yeah. right? Everyone's dialed in, focused, and we understand that you're part of something greater than yourself. You're part of something greater than the sum of its parts, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I love about, you know, SNC, right? Is that 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 feeling? That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and what are some things that you do or have done as an SNC coach that, even for for those listening that are considering it as a career, what are some things that you do that you might not necessarily see in the job position? Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, emails, programming, all, all the behind the scenes kind of work. Yeah, all that admin type of work, continuing education, lots of hours spent, <laughs> lots, lots of hours spent doing all that. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And, and what can you say about your experience as the regional SNC coach for the Canadian wheelchair rugby team? Uh, it's been absolutely humbling and rewarding so far. <clears throat> how, how did you Man. even get? Uh, through the Oval, um, kind of worked my way up, and then I was eventually offered uh, that role with the previous coach uh, before me left. Gotcha. Yeah, so uh, that, that's been, it's been so awesome working with those athletes. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, well, what's been your favorite yeah. part about it so far? You know, I honestly, I had no, no idea about, you know, wheelchair rugby, right? I, <laughs> I, had, I didn't know anything about the sport. Yeah. I didn't know anything about para-athletes, yeah. right? So it just really opened an entire new world to me, right? right? And I have to say, you know, I always tell, tell my athletes, you know, they're, they're, I'm learning more from them than they are learning more from me, yeah. uh, like straight up. And I feel that I'm a better person. I'm a better coach sure. uh, because of them. So, yeah, it, it's been really cool working with them. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you had any tips for, you know, current undergrads or even new grads um, wanting to go into the SNC field and uh, that might want to consider starting up their own business one day, do you have any tips or advice? Yeah, man. Surround yourself with good people. And when I say good people, not a group of like a cheerleading squad who's going to praise you and agree with everything that you do, but around people that are that are not afraid to challenge you, that are not afraid to uh, give you a different perspective. Right. So, for instance, you know, when I first started in the SNC field, I was looking out for the best coaches. Right, for the right. best SNC coaches to learn from. But I realize now that, man, I can learn something from anyone, yeah. right? And when I learn something from, you know, say someone in, in business, that's gonna help me also become a better SNC coach as well. They're gonna bring to me to the table a different perspective than compare if I were just solely looking out for professional SNC coaches mm-hmm. to learn from. So I think overall, your environment is huge, right? So if you wanna become successful and uh, have an edge, right, over your competition or, or whatnot, uh, surround yourself with with good people, right? From 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 a wide variety of backgrounds. I think that's key too. Right. Yeah, really helps you understand that perspective. Hundred percent, hundred percent, man. And yes. don't and don't get too comfortable, right? Yeah. I think especially after your first few years uh, out of university, yeah, don't get too comfortable, right? And I think I've seen it, right? And people like they get into a routine, yeah, right. Not to say that anything is wrong with that, but I, for me personally, anyways, I, I like the idea of you know constantly trying to learn right. and grow and so I'm always looking for you know different opportunities and awesome. not afraid to uh, you know get out of that you know comfort zone Great. yeah I totally agree with what uh, Clarence was saying like your environment's super important I know there's that quote where you are the sum of the five person you hang out with most yeah. I mean currently obviously <laughs> Clarence is one of them right gotcha. now but even before we jumped on to Orion together he was 
more than just a friend to me. It was like a mentor to me, right. always there to help. And that's something that I've really appreciated. And like you said, you know, you want to be around people who challenge you. And that's one thing that's been really grateful that I'm very grateful for as someone who's always challenging me, um, calling me out when there's things that do need to be called out for. Um, so that's been like super helpful with my growing, growing process as an individual. Um, I think it's easy to get comfortable, especially graduating. You can find a job, you can be, you know, develop your routine and stay with there for however many years you decide. And not that that's an issue or anything, but I personally want to challenge myself. And so that's kind of like one of the biggest reasons why I got into Orion is because I wanted to try something a little different. That was the same reason why I left my jump gymnastics job mm-hmm. is because I wanted to try something different, working with a different population. Mm-hmm. And it really you know, speaks to something that when you get to work on something that you care about, that you're passionate about, yeah. that is really when, and even speaking on, in terms of something like this for Van City, um, when you have passion behind what you're doing, work doesn't seem so much as work. hundred percent. And as to what you said earlier, it's not really, you know, you're not really working for anyone. You're really working for you. And especially when your value and your goals mean so much more than just you and you're working towards something that helps others, something greater than yourself. 100%. That is something that is. Oh yeah. Really that's smart. Right. Yeah. I would, if I may add one add thing to your previous question for, or your last question about the tips for yeah. students looking for SNC uh, opportunities, uh, get into uh, find an internship or volunteer early on, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be huge, right? And that's how you're going to develop those uh, connections early on and get your foot in the door, right? Sure. You got to work for free, essentially, <laughs> for for, for yeah. the first bit. You're going to have to, yeah, yeah, climb mm-hmm. that ladder, work for free first. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, kind of building off what you yeah. were saying, like, I think we can all kind of agree that we're in the business of helping people right. and you know doing the podcast doing orion doing right. snc this is just our outlet of helping people for sure yeah great well other than that thank you so much for coming on the show today yeah can't wait to to see where orion rlt gets to uh in the future hey thanks for having thanks us, for having us. that was a pleasure perfect